The following podcast is no disqualification and is scheduled for one fall. Making their way to the microphone, billed from parts unknown, at a combined weight of over 550 pounds, the undisputed professional wrestling podcast champions of the world. I present to you, 8-Bit Mania. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to 8-Bit Mania, 8-Bit.net's official wrestling podcast. We are powered by Audio-Technica and 8-Bit.net. I am your host, Benny McJanet. You can find me on Twitter, at thespawny 13 and returning from what seems like a very long hiatus, and making what is almost a surprise Rumble appearance, Big Popper Purple, Brendan White, at Brendan 8-Bit. Welcome back, mate. It is a pleasure to be back, um, sort of looking a little bit behind the curtain, I was actually suspended for some wellness policy issues, so uh, <laughs> they've lifted and I'm back, I'm slightly missing yeah. a little bit of muscle since uh, I can't juice anymore, but I'm, I'm ready to talk some wrestling. I thought it was because you were 420ing with um, uh, Rob Van Dam. Oh mate, that was, that was 2018, Van 20, 2019 now, it's, it's clean, big pop of purple, you know, it's clean living, <laughs> clean eating, clean everything. Nice, nice. Well, yeah, we are going to be talking a little bit of Royal Rumble. There's a little bit of wrestling news we can kind of go over a bit today as well. But let's get into some of the housekeeping first up. You can follow us on Twitter at 8BitMania. And if you're watching the new improved video that we're recording, there's a nice little at symbol up the top there telling us where you can go. Mm-hmm. And also, our Twitters are down below as well, so if you want to follow both of us. Um, but also, yeah, uh, follow at 8BitMania and follow 8Bit at we are 8 bit uh, on all the social media platforms, and check us out and all the other great content that's coming out on the hashtag 8Bit Collective. Do it. Uh, should also, do it, yeah. You should also go get yourself an 8Bit Mania shirt and the 8Bit Club shirt, which now that you're watching us on video, you can check it out. I'm actually wearing it, so. Repping. I'm wearing it today. Good. I'm just good. in a polo shirt with little pineapples today, but uh, yeah. yeah, Benny's Benny's rocking and rocking well. That's it. So, you know, we've got our we've got our cool shirts that you can go check out, and uh, there's plenty of other sweet 8-bit merch as well, especially that Baron shirt, which I am now tempted to get a third one of. <laughs> um, lastly, we just want to give a shout-out to Audio-Technica. Uh, we say it at the top of the show every month that we're powered by Audio-Technica. They hook us up with some really cool gear. We've been using their gear for a very, very long time. We use the AT2020 mics. We're rocking the headsets, which you can see on the video right now. Um, the M50X headsets, I should say, and they also come in a sweet Iron Man color palette and a lovely, lovely, beautiful blue. Uh, so check them out, audio-technica.com.au for the best in audio content. All right. Let's get into, let's, let's talk, I just want to talk a little bit of news, uh, New Japan stuff. Um, first up, uh, did you see any of the Wrestle Kingdom? No, to be completely no. honest, I was thinking of lying and saying yeah, and sort of just <laughs> my way through, but I'm like, nah. Clean nah. living, remember? Clean Brendan, clean slate. That's Sadly, it. Sadly, I did not. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, Wrestle Kingdom, it was another one of those shows, and I think the really surprising thing coming from Wrestle Kingdom is every title changed hands on the card. Whether it was the elite guys leaving or not, it was every title has changed hands. Um, still a, coming. A lot of talking points there. There is like and like there was some really fantastic matches. Osprey versus Ibushi, um, and Osprey as well uh, giving Ibushi a concussion right at the end, which wasn't intentional, but they're scripting it, so <laughs> mm. they're running with it. Um, thankfully, from what all reports are, Ibushi is okay, but uh, New Japan they hide those medical things very close to their chest, so probably won't get a lot of news coming out of that much more. 
other news following up from Wrestle Kingdom, Kenny Omega has left New Japan, and uh, Kushida as well uh, is looking at leaving New Japan too. Uh, he will be finishing up, I think his last date with the company is tomorrow. Uh, we're recording this 29th of January in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um so he'll be finishing up for the road to New Beginnings, uh, yeah, either tomorrow or the day after. I think is his last appearance, and then after that, I, I do believe he is heading to NXT and Two Hundred Five. Is the rumours anyway? Um, so yeah, good on Kushida. Uh, and if you haven't seen Kushida work before, you're in for a treat. Um, can, can I ask on the on the Kenny Omega watch? Um, mm. as, as the internet is all about <laughs> at the moment, where if if you're like think fantasy booking. Where do you think he's going? Like, what's your gut or your heart telling you where he's signing, what he's doing? My dream feud for when he debuts in said um, said company too. Tell me. My my gut has been for the since the announcement of All Elite. My gut has been telling me, yeah, he's just going to All Elite. And as soon as he said he's retired, he, well, not retired, he's leaving New Japan. My gut has always just been saying he's going All Elite. He's going All Elite. The Dollar figures they're throwing around to say that you know WWE's offering twenty three million for five years I think it was plus extra contracts for like Razor and all the other side projects that he likes to work on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's a lot of money to turn down. But I also started looking at it like the more they're saying, oh yeah, WWE they're throwing all this money, blah blah, blah and everything like this, it'd be crazy not to. I was looking at it more. I was like, well, the Card family's worth more than Vince McMahon. Mm-hmm. They've they've offered Jericho more money than Jericho's ever been offered in his entire career. Um, I'd say they'd probably go, yeah, we can match that. It's it's just interesting for me. Like, truth be told, I think you're probably right. He's going to end up in mm. AEW, but you know, he's he's what thirty two or thirty three now, I think. So yeah. he's, you know, he's still in in prime to a degree, but this next contract, if it is five years, it's probably going to take his peak years out of it so i'm wondering yeah. if he does want to go to the big stage with the multi-million views every every week on, on the respective shows the pay-per-views the merch sales all that stuff mm-hmm. i wonder if he wants to maybe go out on a high with that and then sort of take a sweetheart deal at the end or maybe he goes aw for four or five years and then comes yeah. in as sort of a, a part-time feature act for wwe after that when he's you know tipping tipping 40 well, I, th- I think you might be right there. I mean, let's using a good example, let's use Sting as an example. Mm. When WCW was bought out, um, he didn't go to WWE straight away. He ran out his contract because they had nothing to do, nothing for him to do anyway. And then he spent his time in TNA for a while, or what was TNA back then, uh, finished up at TNA, came over to WWE with a huge pop at Survivor Series mm-hmm. when he debuted. Um, you know, he had two wrestle. No, he only had the one WrestleMania moment, didn't yeah. he? Because yeah, he only, hurt only his one. neck. Like he, he obviously would have had a lot more over the last few mm. years, but the injury sort of forced him to, That's right. to step step aside. So, uh, but you know, it, it can still be done. Like he's a man that had never stepped foot in the WWE, um, and he's showing up in his fifties and still creating a buzz and having a WrestleMania moment and having a championship match with Seth Rollins at. I think that was at SummerSlam or Night of Champions, whatever it was, you know, and still able to go, mm. you know. So if Kenny looks after his body and can still go in his 40s or 50s, 
Why not go to the WWE then and have a crack? Yeah, I I just like. I mean, to Jericho's forty nine, <laughs> but I'm just scared. Like I'm just scared. Yeah. They'll either handle it the right way and give him the AJ Styles treatment and give mm-hmm. him the respect and and get him a title push, or it'll go the other route with like. Sadly, you look at it like a Kevin Owens to a degree where he started yeah. off hot, but he's sort of gone further and further down the, the pecking order. And mm. now he's sort of like a parody comedy act to a degree, especially now with Zayn again. Yeah. Um, I just hope they treat him right and give him creative control and a bit of freedom and let him work a, yeah. a, a Kenny Omega match. They don't want to water it down into that WWE style, but no doubt there'll probably be a mm. little bit of cracking that whip. I mean, yeah, I, I'd love to see Kenny in the WWE. Like, you can just think of several matches off the top of my head that would be amazing. Like, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, um, mm-hmm. like, shit, Mustafa Ali, Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, um, you, all these ca- all these talents that are phenomenal that are there. Um, all upcoming talent as well. Ciampa, Gagano, Black, Velveteen Dream. These people that mm-hmm. can put on some storytelling matches and the best storytelling match guy there is, is Kenny Omega at the moment. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I think like a lot of people were hoping for him to turn up at the rumble and you know, a little bit of me was hoping he would as well, but lo- looking at all the facts that were presented to me, I was like, nah, he's going with AEW. He's staying with his friends. That's where he's going to have the most fun. And that's yeah. what he wants <clears throat> to do. And no doubt it would like the schedule will be a lot lighter there too. You know, yeah. he doesn't have to, travel the country 300 days of the year or travel the globe 300 days of the year you'll have a little bit more time to invest in the gaming and his other outside endeavors so that's it but we'll know in a couple of days yeah and you know hey whatever makes him happy that's the important thing in this business i think Mm -hmm. um is you know you gotta stay positive and happy if you're not then that's when shit goes down in this business and we've seen a lot of stars fall very quickly in this industry yeah um I think that's pretty much all the news I really wanted to touch on was the whole Omega, Bullet Club, All Elite stuff. Um, we did very briefly touch on All Elite being announced. They had the Jacksonville rally. There was over a 1,000 people turned up for it. Uh, I think it was Cody commented like, holy shit, Khan spent WrestleMania-level money on this bloody pyrotechnics display as well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like $50,000 worth of pyro or something it was. It was crazy. Mm. Um, but, yeah, they... Um, you know, congrats to them. It'll be interesting to see what's going to go on there. They've got Jericho, they've got Puck, Joey Janela. Um, you can imagine all the people that they're friends with, SCU and, L- and the Elite guys, who they're all friends with in the industry. You'd imagine they'd probably be looking at coming in that way. Um, yeah, it'll be really cool to see just how far they go. And I'm I'm curious to see what happens at uh, Double or Nothing. I'm really excited for it. Mm. Yeah, they, they need to certainly lead things off on a, on the right note. You know, lay lay the press like set the precedent uh, for how mm. this how this outfit's going to be operated moving forward. Whether it be you know massive storylines tied in with wrestling, I know it's probably going to be primarily wrestling with some little little bits of story type uh, weaved in throughout these shows. But I really want to get an understanding of what this TV deal is going to be, what it entails, how many hours per week yeah. what where's it viewable from and yeah, i'd love I, to see more of the talent the uh, tv deal is going to be the big thing yeah yeah I, i'm really curious to see where they go with the tv deal mm. um that's what we need to find out cool 
All right, well, moving on, let's get into the actual meat and potatoes of the show. We're going to talk a bit of NXT TakeOver and Royal Rumble. Uh, we'll start with TakeOver first. Um, first match off the card, Royal Raiders defeated Undisputed Era. Mm. Um, honestly, it, it was an all right tag match. I've seen both these teams do a lot better, especially the Undisputed Era guys. Uh, go back and have a look at their match with um, the Mustache Mountain Boys. The two matches that they had with... No, it's three matches with Mustache Mountains. There was one at NXT UK, uh, one just on a standard NXT uh, TV taping, and then one at NXT TakeOver. All three of them, fantastic matches. Mm. Um, War Raiders as well. Go go back and look at War Games last year um, for an example, and their tag team stuff is great as well. Um, I felt like these guys under-delivered. It was a good match still, mm. but f- from what I've seen of them do before, I thought it could have been better. Yeah, it was it was a solid, probably you know three three and a half star match. It wasn't a, yeah. a world beater. Like it was, it was a good way to start the pay per view off. Uh, was interesting seeing the War Raiders take take the take the titles. Yeah, I, I love watching those two work because they are just so agile for their size. Um, two agile, big bearded hosses. Yeah, I love like it. It, there's definitely like a, a tag team hoss revolution going on in WWE mm. at the moment. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was a good match. Uh, you, yep. you can't fault the undisputed era. They're, they they just seem reinvigorated now. They've they've sort of got this this stable together and, and mm. a little bit of direction with Roderick Strong and Co. Um, but yeah, it was it was solid. It it, it laid yeah. good groundwork for matches to come. Uh, wasn't yeah, as you said a classic, but it was it was still pretty good. Yeah, that's it. Uh, next up, we had Riddle and Ono and Matt Riddle getting another win over. Cassius Ono. Um, yeah, yeah. The old uh, shit-eating heel. Um, yeah. I, I like I like seeing the cowardly heel. Like, Ono, he's, he's obviously not a uh, Greek Adonis by any any mm. means, but he, he plays that heel role really well. Like, uh, when, when it did sort of pivot near the end of that match and he was sort of pleading for, you know, for, for, the mercy, for Riddle yeah. to have mercy and everything. I love that kind of stuff. I love yeah. seeing the, the cowardly heel um, in action and... It's like old school storytelling mm-hmm. almost. Yeah. yeah. And there was a lot of that in this pay-per-view, it felt like to me. Uh, but, yeah. But old Riddle, he, he could be something. He's He's got the look. Um, he's got the moveset. He can he can go. He's not too bad on the mic. Um, yep. I, I think he could be something special for the WWE if he's handled correctly, but they've been, they've been booking him the right way so far. That's it. I think he's a tremendous talent. He's got the look. He's got the mic work. Um, he's tremendously over with the crowd uh mm-hmm. when he comes out to the ring you can't help but want to chant along saying bro bro yeah. bro and even like when i watch him do bloody um backstage segments or stuff i walk around afterwards going bro <laughs> like yeah. dude bro he's just, just this surface stoner boy. surfy dude yeah and yeah it's just great i, I enjoy it a lot it's a good character mm-hmm. um and he's got the wrestling chops to back it up as yeah. well like six years in UFC, four years on the independence afterwards, doing wrestling. Yeah. So he's definitely got the he's definitely the caliber of talent they need over there. Hundred percent, man. Uh, Gargano and Ricochet, uh, match of the night. Yeah. Hundred percent. Like they, I think it just like it's they're a joy to watch, but it's mm. it's almost frustrating how effortless they make it. Like oh, both of them for their respective unreal. styles, it's just it comes so easy to these guys. Yeah, yeah. But everything they do in the ring, in the air, um, mm. 
far out it was a good match. I was Ricochet just awe. floats. Yeah. Effortlessly. Just effortlessly floats. And there's so many times I'd sit there watching and go, how? Mm-hmm. How do you do this? Um, yeah, I know he fall over the time they do it sometimes. And he's like popping, you know, <laughs> 720 flips and all this kind of crazy shenanigans. Like yeah, it's nothing. It's, we have a twist just for good measure as yeah. well. You know, <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, man. Um, and the end, the end of the match where Ricochet cops the, I think it was a DDT onto the concrete mm-hmm. outside and then back in the ring and then the slingshot DDT again yeah. for the pin. Um, I actually enjoy the slingshot DDT because it, it's a very unique take on the DDT because everyone has a DDT finish, but that mm. one actually feels unique. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Gargano, um, the, the way sort of Gargano talks it back and just sort of snaps yeah. it in real quick. Um, yeah, it's, it was, it was it a great match. It makes it look a lot nasty. As you said, match of the yeah. card, one of the better matches I've seen in the past 18 months. Yeah. Uh, I could watch these two wrestle every day. It's another reason why Johnny is Johnny Takeover. Like he really is, um, and I'd, I'd say it'd be fair to say the match of the weekend. Mm-hmm. 100%. Easily. Um, yeah, I, I I don't think we could sing its praises enough. Uh, but the next match up on NXT was uh, Baszler defeating Bel Air to retain her women's championship. Um, I enjoy Baszler as a heel. I'm I'm thinking she's probably looking at a post-mania call-up to the main roster, potentially. Um, Just from where they're kind of sitting with her as a talent, she's been in NXT for a little over 18 months now, been champion for a good portion of that as Mm. well. Um, So I could probably see her losing the belt at, um, where are they going to have it, New York, TakeOver New York, or whatever they're going to call it for the, um, I guess it would be TakeOver Brooklyn 5, technically, for the the Mania weekend. weekend. Um, so yeah, I could see her drop in the belt there, but you know, good solid match. You can see a lot of Bel Air's, um, potential, potential. Yes. And you can see us, you can still see where she needs to improve as well as what I was going to go with. Um, like watching her do her in ring promo. It's, it's not as good as her backstage promo work. Um, in front of a crowd, she, it's letting her down a little bit. And I think some of that got to her on the takeover stage. Yeah. I think, I think the nerves got to her a little bit. Like you can Mm. see that greenness. Um, like she's, she's hell of a talent though. Like she could be, it could be something pretty special if, if they let her evolve. And she's 22, 23. Yeah. She's a young one. Young. Um, And she's got a great look. Um, yeah. And I like sort of, she's got that swagger about her. Yeah. Um, she sort of. Yeah, she she could she could go places, um, and I, I like that she used her hair as a weapon. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sort of like sliced uh, Basler up across the, yeah, yeah. across the ribs or across the the midsection. There, she comes with her own built-in whip. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's she's a good talent. I I, I really think she's going to go places. Um, Maria Shafir and Jessamine Duke still showing their greenness as well. Every time they pop into the ring, um, yeah. Jessamine Duke, I think needs to, she. And it's this is a terrible thing to talk about, especially when you talk about women's wrestling. Uh, but like, she looks like I think she needs to eat a burger. Yeah, um, yeah she's, personally, she's pretty, it's pretty meek. She's very meek, um, and then she does these big uh, like muscle like poses and stuff like that. And it's like, look, I get it, you're a strong lady, but at the same time, this is an industry built on looks, mm-hmm. and I, I feel like she needs to eat a burger. But that's that's a horrible thing to say. I love her as you know, as a competitor. I think she's going to go really, really far. Mm. Um, 
maybe just change the ring gear so it's a little bit works a bit better maybe yeah it, it'll be interesting to see as you said like when when you see the Shana call up like because they've been mm. they've been umming and ahhing about that I think for the better part of six months like the last yep. I remember seeing initially they were talking about maybe bringing her up for Survivor Series and doing an angle there yeah uh, but never push the push the go button so yeah I think she's a few months away uh, but yeah come up and get that horsewoman versus horsewoman sort of stable war on the main roster going but well they're building to it they're building to it especially what's happened at rumble um Mm -hmm. it's coming um but yeah um i see belair as a talent that's coming up i see that the other three horsewomen as talents that are coming up baszler's pretty much at that point where she's just ready to pop over to the main roster um the other one from nxt at the moment would be kari sane who was in the rumble which we'll get into a bit later Mm. um so yeah, um, I'm pretty keen to see them do some more work, and I, I'm keen to see how well Bel Air goes as she comes back from this this loss as well. Yep, yep, hundred percent. And match the main event of the night as well. Uh, Champa defeating Alistair Black. Uh, another great storytelling match. Yeah, it was it was so old, like it was so old school mm. to me. Um, yeah, things like you know working mm. down an appendage. Uh, working that limb, working that limb, the, the um, like the mental aspects of this of the of this match was second to none. The storytelling from both these guys, they are money in the ring together. Uh, yeah. Chump is the best heel in wrestling in any organization by a long way to me. Um, I yep. love that guy. Love oh yeah, uh, everything he's he my does is favorite in WWE. Perfection. Mm. Um, and then Black is just this. He's just got this aura about him. Like he just, yeah. you look at him and go, "You're a superstar." Every time yeah. I see him, I'm like, "You're like could be this next generation's Undertaker." Like I know yeah. Bray was potentially positioned to be that guy, but just they never did anything with it. Bad. Yeah, but Black, my God, he's he's a boss. Oh, like, speaking boss. speaking of Bray, he actually got back on the Twitters again this morning after oh, he's really? been a little bit silent uh, and responded to someone saying. I think it was Xavier Woods tweeted a photo of the Wyatt family when they had that brief two-week period where Daniel Bryan was a member of the Bri- the Wyatt family. Mm-hmm. And Bray responded some cryptic voodoo like he does. Yeah. And then an, uh, a fan replied saying, oh, I missed having you at the Rumble, blah, blah, blah. You were my pick to win it with a surprise return, blah, blah, blah. Also, oh, just basically saying that she missed him. And he replied to her saying, it's near. And that's it. Uh, so... Maybe he is looking at coming back. Um, Who knows? I hope like, so. I, 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 I love, love the Bray character. I love him as a work. Like he's mm. dynamite on the mic. He's he's good in the ring for a big man. Yeah. But they've just destroyed all mystique and they destroyed his credibility. Him. He's just a jobber these days, yeah. and it it kills me because when he finally got that that um you know heavyweight title run. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, they're gonna actually commit to him for a while. And then, not a couple of weeks. See you later. Yeah. Committed to all of like three, four weeks, and that was it. It was done, over, which was really disappointing. <laughs> yeah, and now he's just another dude. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Really when are they gonna like Sister Abigail needs to be brought in as a character? She has well, to. they had plenty of opportunities. Well, they had like Nikki Cross is a good example mm-hmm. that they could have used someone um, who kind of embodies that crazy woman character very well, but. I think it was Mad... What was it? Sarah Logan's old gimmick? Was Mad Moxie or Mad Morgan or something like mm-hmm. that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she could yeah. have fitted the bill as well. She could have fitted the bill as well, perfectly. And I think Bray's actual... 
Bray and Bo's actual sister. Um, I can't remember her name, but she's actually in wrestling as well. So there's another potential that they could use for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's so using the rotunda actual... name as well. I can't remember her first. Yeah, name. not yeah, Lacey. I... Some I don't know. Yeah, but there's another rotunda out there that is in the in the in the business, ready mm. to jump on there anytime soon. But um, getting back to Champa and Black, um, God, Black's just phenomenal talent. Uh, just and like you said, the aura about him and the mm-hmm. way he conducts himself and moves in the ring just it screams like this young Undertaker with a hell of a lot more flexibility and maneuverability. Yeah. Um, just because you know he's a smaller build, obviously. Um, yeah. But just yeah, just fantastic ring presence. Mm. And then Champa is. Number one heel. I still love the bits where he sits there and he gives himself a pat on the back mm-hmm. or claps for himself and things like that. I, I think that's fantastic. And I love those gifts every time I see them pop up on Twitter as well. I, I just get a little chuckle. It's little things like that that separate the sort of the upper echelon the top tier, yeah. storytellers or wrestlers from the rest. Like everything he does and even Black does, and there's a few other wrestlers on the main or NXT rosters that do it as well, but everything they do has a purpose whether it be a facial expression, a movement, a tweet, a move set, um, it all adds to the big picture. And I love that about wrestling. When it's done yeah. to the level that you know, Champa and Black or Ricochet and Gargano earlier in the night yeah. do, where everything adds up to the sum of all parts, it is fucking magic. It makes magic, yeah. Exactly right. Um, but yeah, the only other thing from the takeover I wanted to talk about really was the post- well, let's call it the Marvel Cinematic Universe <laughs> equivalent of uh, post-credit sequence. Uh, going off the air, the WWE internet or .com cameras or whatever they call them, uh, the exclusive, I think they call yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, they got uh, footage after they end the show with Gargano and Champa standing on the stage with their titles. Velveteen Dreams music hit, and he comes walking up onto the stage. Then Adam Cole comes out and starts, you know, talking shit, and then. Black obviously comes back up the ramp and starts talking shit, and Ricochet comes out, and it all breaks out into a six-man brawl, mm-hmm. uh, which is leading up to a what are they calling it? a halftime hustle or halftime heat or something? Yeah, halftime heat. Um, it's it's genius too. So they they've got this match that's going to be playing live on WWE.com. Uh, I don't know if it's tied into the network or just going to be available to everybody, but at the half mm-hmm. during halftime show of the Super Bowl next next Monday for us Australians or next Sunday afternoon for people in the United States and so yep. um, instead of watching Maroon 5 get up there and sing She Will Be Loved flick on over to the WWE and watch these six guys go it's it. very and smart six very of the smart. best guys go too like these guys will put on a show for you that's mm-hmm. for sure yeah no, definitely worthwhile good booking smart advertising as well and they also advertise during the show the 50 man battle royale for next weekend um so NXT versus NXT UK versus 205 uh 50 man battle royale some description I'm, they haven't really said much more than that that's all they're really advertising mm. to be honest I haven't actually gone looking for more information either <laughs> So, yeah, it would be really cool to see. It's another thing to watch maybe, what's that, next Sunday, Australian time. Yep. So check that out if you can, if you've got the WWE Network. Yeah. But moving on to the reason why we are talking today, the Royal Rumble. And actually, just just to go back on Royal Rumble, 
history a little bit. Last year's Royal Rumble was the uh, first episode of 8-Bit Mania. Oh, look at that. The one-year yeah. anniversary. One year already. Um, and we're actually recording on the same date, I believe, as oh, wow. we did last year. So there you go. We're uh, one year old and 8-Bit Mania. Uh, mm. Older and wiser and, you know, as I said before, clean living. Clean, life clean living, but we're, we're, we're not as good looking anymore. Um, Damn it. <laughs> there's few extra gay hairs they get to us every time mate <laughs> uh, but yeah um, yeah one year anniversary we're on episode 19 no episode 18 sorry now um, so yeah it's been a good run uh, and I'm looking forward to doing another several episodes and hey with the new video format to launch off the new year I guess of 8-bit mania this yeah, is a pretty good yeah, way to I'm, do it I'm excited to see what you do with it like I like this sort of cleaner video aesthetic and mm sort of making the shows a bit more punchier, sort of compressing them down and just hitting on the main hot spots. That's making it. Making it clean, making it tight. That's it. That's all we want to do. So I want to try and bring a bit more of this video stuff into it, maybe try doing some live video recordings uh, with the um, community and maybe tweet, Twitch stream some stuff or something mm-hmm. like that so you guys can jump in and chat with us, yeah, ask us along. questions about wrestling. Um, you know, ask us what our favorite wrestlers are or what our favorite matches are or something like that. So I'd be very happy to include those as possible segments moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll definitely look at doing that in a few weeks with the Elimination Chamber. That's something I want to try and do. So if you do have any questions, tweet at us. The Twitter handle's up there. Tweet at mine down below. Brennan's down below or something like that. We'll work something out and we'll get uh, some of your questions into the show. Heck yeah. All right. Pre-show for Royal Rumble. I did watch a lot of it because I was driving to your place to watch it because we watched it together. <laughs> That's it. I um I missed the entire first match to be completely yep. honest. Uh, um, so yeah, I missed the tag match or the the tag championship match that they just mashed two teams together into one with Dawson yeah. and Razor against something uh, to do Gable. with uh, if Dawson and Razor won, it gave AOP and the Revival a possible tag team match championship opportunity or something mm-hmm. yeah but they had to yeah uh rude and gable won anyway so it's it was a really weird angle um, it really was i i i love gable i really want him to get a good singles run i'd love to yeah. even see like kurt angle take him on as like in a mentor sort of management management side of role because he can go he's got a pretty good look and mm. he's not the best on the mic hence the yeah. thought of bringing kurt in because kurt's doing nothing now apart from being old um, that's it but for now he's the tag champ with uh, Bobby Roode yeah well that's the thing like American Alpha with Jason Jordan as a tag team they were f- fantastic mm-hmm. yeah, that's Grand a Amplitude really great match like and they had awesome matches with the Revival as well mm. um, but now Jason so, yeah. Jordan can't even get on television no more he's all healed up but he's just hanging out in nah, the back apparently he's got a neck injury or something as yeah. well so he's been doing producing and a lot of the produced matches of the last how or what long he's uh, been the producer for. So maybe he's found a new life for himself as a backstage producer. Yeah, because no one gave a toss that he was Kurt Angle's son. Yeah, the character's starting to get over and gets a major concussion and neck injury and, mm-hmm. and he's gone from TV for the next 12 months. Yeah, so so Poor I don't guy. really have anything to add to that match. Mm. I watched the Nakamura vs. Rusev United States Championship match. I think you were yep. driving at the time when this one was I would have been, yeah. Yeah, I left just as Dawson was coming out to the ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. so this match was all right. Um, mm. It sucks. All that shine and luster that Nakamura had has long gone. 
Um, yeah. He's just a dude in the ring now with like an entrance. He doesn't even seem to care about his entrance as much anymore. Like even nah. his dancing and his awkward artistic movements, they're they're minimal now, and he's just sort of yeah. out there collecting a paycheck. It feels like they put the strap back on him though, and I mean they're just not doing anything with that US title strap either. Like yeah, so this has been hot potato between these guys now. Obviously, Nak then Rusev beat Nak, and now Nak's beaten mm. Rusev again due to. Um, some heel tactics. Nakamura was trying to take off the the ring, yeah. The the ring padding. Lana took took heat to this. Got up on the ring, took sh- mm-hmm. shoe off, was threatening him. Um, Rusev ran in to try and hit Nakamura. Nakamura got out of the way. Lana got knocked off the apron, hurt yep. her ankle really badly, which tied into um, the t- later. things later. Yep. Yep. And then uh, Nakamura dropped the dropped the knee and then the Kinshasa in the back of the head. Yep. All she wrote. That's it. Mm. Yeah, so I think Nuck, they need to do something with him or just do something with that US Championship. I don't care if they do like what they did with John Cena every mm. week when open he challenge. had the US belt. Open challenge every week. Um, and don't even make it something that Nuck wants because he's supposed to be a heel character at the moment. Just say, make it, I don't know, Triple H or Stephanie come out to the ring and say, we're going to have a US Open Challenge. Sorry, Nakamura, but you have to defend it right now. Mm-hmm. And they do that every week. Make that a storyline. Yeah, Build that up to... like. Here's a perfect example. Just fancy booking on the fly. Book it so it's Triple H that makes him do it. And eventually, Triple H turns around and has a match against Nuck at WrestleMania. Mm, that'll work. That'll yeah, work. They've got 10 or so weeks where they can book this story out real quick. That's... I mean, they've obviously got plans to do something else with Triple H, I'm sure. But it gives Nuck something to do, and mm. it gives the US Championship some polish, because at the moment, no one gives a rat's ass about it. it. It feels like, to me, Nakamura is just playing out until his contract expires, and he's going back yeah. to New Japan. That's where, yeah. that's where my sort of feeling and my money would be put. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if he went back to New Japan, and to see him wrestle with Okada today, or even Tanahashi while he's got that IWGP Championship, That'd be magic. Mm. Or put him up against a Will Ospreay. Yeah. Oh, that would be amazing. That'd be a good match. Yeah. The the next yeah. match um, on the pre-show wasn't bad, though. Yeah. Uh, the Cruiserweight Championship uh, Fatal 4-Way, Buddy Murphy, Hideo Itami, Kalisto, and Cedric Alexander. No, not Cedric Alexander. Oh, it wasn't Cedric? It Who was, was it? Um, it was the fourth one. It was the two Japanese guys. There was Hideo and... Oh, uh, uh, Tazawa. Tozawa, yeah, Akira. Akira Tozawa, of course, yes, yeah, sorry. No, that's my bad, because Cedric Alexander's been in the championship picture for so long, I just mm. put him down, and no, it's just out of habit. Um, but yeah, uh, God, Buddy Murphy is a tremendous talent. Yeah. Fantastic look, great finisher, can go in the ring, can do all the flippy stuff with the cruiserweights and keep up with them, can be a great ground game for them, can hit stuff out of anywhere with them. And could still do a Spanish fly. Yeah, that, um, that Murphy's Law finisher is one of my favorites in, in wrestling at the moment. Yeah. And as you said, like, you, you hear of sort of the uh, the whole bruiserweight uh, terminology. Yeah. And that's Buddy Murphy is that to me too. Because he is yeah, yeah. short stout dude, but he is jacked. Like, he is yeah. the biggest cruiserweight you'll just about ever see. He's um, bigger than what I think. I, I, I mean, you'd have to get him to stand side by side. But I'd say he's bigger than what Parkwood is. Yeah, I'd say he would be. Ne- like Neville or Park's pretty, Neville was, Neville pretty was sort pretty of cut, beefy. but Buddy looks like he's a bit bigger again in the shoulders. Yeah. Like he is a staunch, staunch individual, and it's well, he cut himself down from two 
240 to get to the 205 when he joined the brand. Damn. Damn. Yeah. Because he, he was six foot something and 240 pounds. Like, mm. he was he was not a cruiserweight weight. Yeah, <laughs> but he he came is, up. he's really stepped up. Um, mm. He's transitioned into sort of this, this heel character who's now the, the 205 champ. Um, it's doing yeah. really well for him. It's good to see some some Aussies get a little bit of spotlight over in, in the WWE. and Loving it, yeah. yeah we, and there's more to come. A match to close out the pre-show. Yeah, and there's more more spots for the Aussies to come as well. There's some other great Australian talent coming up and others that have been signed that haven't been seen on TV yet. So I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to seeing what they end up doing on the, on the roster as well when they get yeah. their chance to shine. Um, yeah, so that was pretty much the pre-show. It was good for Fatal 4-Way. I only saw the tail end of it when I walked into your place. I rocked up at yours to start watching. Mm. But from what I saw, it was really cool. Yeah. And getting the win again. Buddy retains, obviously, uh, getting the win again with that Murphy's Law finisher. Fantastic. Yeah. Love it. But uh, to get on to the main show, um, I'm, a, I'm actually kind of curious as to where the thinking was with the way they booked the order of the card. I was literally thinking the exact same thing then. Yeah. Um, it, it was it was very it interesting felt weird, how, they, didn't how it? they sort of staggered out these matches. Um, yeah. And bookending the two Rumble events with the two men's heavyweight matches was strange to me. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it just, it's, there was something off about it. And like when you look at the card, we literally have the two women's championships, the two men's championships, and one tag team match. Mm-hmm. Um, all in all, that's actually a pretty stacked card just alone before you even add the Rumble matches on. Yeah, and even, like, talking about that, like, this was this was a long, a long day. Like, long show, yeah. seven hours worth of wrestling, including the pre-show. Like, it was a five-hour pay-per-view mm. uh, on the main card, and it was, it was a, it was a marathon of a yeah. viewing session. <laughs> pushing through some of this um yeah but what do you reckon do you think we'll start from uh opening match and just work our way through yeah we'll we'll just we'll just jump around a little bit but we'll start with the opening match oscar defeating becky lynch um great match really Mm. um not the result i think a lot of people wanted no um but obviously they were doing it to set up other storylines and maybe they're all the way I'm thinking is they're trying to rebuild some of that shine that Oscar had previous to last WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, she's got a belt. Uh, she's looking good in the ring. She's obviously always been a strong competitor. It's just after the two defeats to come from Carmella, like they haven't really done much with Oscar since. Yeah. Until they gave her the belt again. Yeah. It's good to see, as you said, good to see him trying to build a little bit more prestige back into the Oscar character because she, yeah, Lost that streak for no reason. Yeah, as you said, lost to Carmella and things like mm. that too. It's like, it was some real screwy booking, but yeah, it was a hard-hitting match, pretty physical from, from both the women here. Um, seeing Becky lose this way, I, I knew she'd lose, but I thought it might have been via interference. Yep. Some kind of screwy finishes, so no one really took the L. Um, yeah, yeah. I like seeing Asuka win clean, but I would have preferred to see Becky Lynch pass out from the submission instead of tap. Yeah, I think so as well. And even like when you watch how she tapped, it was like it wasn't tapping for desperation. It was like light tapping. Yeah, so I, um, I would have liked which was a little been, underselling it, especially because she's mirroring the Stone Cold era, yeah. where, and do the whole he passed out from from the pain um, mm. from the sharpshooter way back when, things like that. That would have been cool to do where she didn't. She lost, but 
she fought till she literally could fight no longer and then yeah. passed out. So And that new variation on the Oscar lock too to finish it with the mm-hmm. flip over, the torque on the neck would have been ouch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was it was um, pretty nasty. It was pretty yeah. nasty. Um, but I I agree. I th- I think um doing the pass out from the pain sort of angle would have been better. It would have made the character look a bit stronger. Yeah. Yeah. Personally. But I, I guess their reasoning obviously you saw after the match Becky sort of sitting there at a loss you know she's yeah. trying to comprehend what happened she looked yep. pretty broken so obviously they couldn't really do that if she was still unconscious out of the ring true uh, true but that's the only sort of thing I would have changed with that match is you have a pass out from the pain yeah I, I think she could have maybe held in even tapping out wise she could have just held off from tapping out a little bit more and then but making the tap out seem a bit more frantic yeah yep. uh, just to give that Variation of the finishes, just that little bit more cre- uh, credential. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Miz and Mac defeat the bar. The bar. Oh my god. Uh, I god. don't care. I really I, don't care. Yeah. Like, the, the fact that they're just... still building Shane McMahon as a credible in ring competitor uh, that can, it's you know, submit these types yeah. of guys or, uh, you know, one sloppy shooting star press finished it and, and won mm. the match for them like I don't get it I, I don't know if this is sort of Shane O'Mac in there beating his chest saying he wants this kind of swagger to have his kids see him be yeah. his larger than life superhero but I'll give credit uh, where credit's due though man 49 years old doing a shooting star press yeah I'll, like I'll pay that but <laughs> I'll pay that but the rest of the match I was like after eh. this badass like guy that can go in the ring I'm like come on just no, I, don't, I don't think there was enough back no one was really caring. Like, and again, we've talked about it on past episodes and in person before as well. Like, WWE has all these fantastic tag teams, and we just mentioned several of them before with Dawson and uh, Dash and Dawson, Akam and Razor, AOP. Um, you know, there's all these other talents. Um, even Brizango. Like, you go back and look mm. at Tyler Breeze's and Fandango's solo stuff, like singles matches. They've had some fantastic work as well. Um, uh, the Ascension. They were the longest reigning ta- NXT, NXT tag champs. champs. Yeah, yeah, and then they got squashed in a matter of weeks. Um, all sorts of stuff. It's just they, they've got all these great tag teams and things like that. That actual proper tag teams. Yeah, and then they just pair a couple of guys together. One happens to be the boss's son, and put a strap on him. Yeah, and and like this piss week story they're trying to weave in that like Miz is trying to seek his dad's praise. Yeah, that's shit. Like, who cares? Hope like sadly they've won, so they're going to stick around as champs at least for a little while. Uh, but yeah, just just get Shane O'Mac out of the ring, get him in once in a while to do a massive big bump. Yeah, but get the strap off him. Give it to as you said some deserving wrestlers. Get them some television time. That's and, it. Yeah, get back to wrestling. Damn it. Yeah, I agree, 100%. So, I don't think we need to talk on it too much, but the bar obviously very hard done by. But the next um, women's match, Ronda versus uh, Sasha Banks. Mm. Um, I think we both talked about it yesterday when we were watching it together. Like, We both agree Ronda's come a very long way, but there's still ways to go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Is that the way you look at it? Yeah, she's still she's still no ring general. She can't really lead nah. a match. Uh, you, you could see she was very reliant on Sasha for how yeah. the match should be paced out and transition mm-hmm. work and things like that. Um, yeah, it, it seems when they sort of 
shifter from the face in peril, which isn't really believable for her still because yeah. she's such a badass. But when they, you know, dial up that adrenaline level and she's judo throwing everywhere and suplexing yeah. and striking, um, you know, that that's sort of her wheelhouse at the moment. But they obviously worked on both of them end up having injured right arms, yeah. which, which impacted submission attempts, uh, suplexes and yeah. things like that. Uh, so I liked that there was that psychology attached to it, and it was a pretty hard-hitting match. Like they, mm. they went, they they um, threw some hard slogs at each other, mm. and I think the match itself was actually pretty decent. But and maybe it's because we've seen so many of these invincible champion type characters, whether it be John Cena, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, and now Ronda Rousey as well. Mm. Um, that I think a lot of us are all kind of tired of it. Yeah, we like our out. characters, yeah, and we all like our characters to have flaws, yeah, and stuff like this instead of this invincible person. Like we, and from a booking point of view, I think Sasha was the right person to have in this match as well because this is the first time Ronda's actually gone up with, and this is no disrespect to all her previous opponents, but like Sasha's probably the most talented mm. wrestler that she's gone up against so far. I agree. And like the most pure uh, professional wrestler she's gone up against so far. Um, one thing I want to note at the end of the match, uh, there was the whole shaking their hands sort of thing and all that sort of stuff. And Sasha walked back up to her and threw up the four. Yeah. Um, I think that's really cool. That's going to obviously lead into something. Um, I should note as well, at the time of recording this, Monday Night Raw is actually live on TV as we talking, so we don't know what's going on on Raw at the moment. Um, I'm assuming we're probably going to go watch it a little bit afterwards, at least see the highlights and see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Becky's turning up. I did see a little bit before we started, and there was Rollins and H talking to each other in the ring, but I didn't get a gist of what they were actually talking about yet. So, keen to watch Raw, see where they go with it. But leading into... Before they get onto Raw, uh, and leading into what's going to happen tonight, maybe on Raw, the Women's Rumble, um, really good showcase of the current and upcoming talent for WWE. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I like that they didn't go back to the well of bringing in yeah. Tori Wilson and, and yeah, yeah, Victoria yeah. and Trish and all, all the stars of yesteryear. I like that it was all current stable members. Mm. Um, whether it be on main roster or NXT. I thought that yep. was really, really good. Yep. Uh, obviously, Lacey starting at number one. Yeah, that was big for her. She was in there for a while too. Yeah. She's got a couple of eliminations. Yeah, and she can go. Like, um, yeah. I haven't really followed her too much on NXT, uh, sort of bits and pieces here mm. and there, but she reminds me a lot of Charlotte. Like, she's got that same stature. Same sort of build, same look, yeah. Um, same sort of style Athleticism, just genetic, uh, so. straight pure yeah. athleticism that she's got with her it's yeah. great you know they're, they're both you know probably teetering around six foot like they're they're tall strong mm. women uh with a good look and good on the mic that's one thing i like about Lacey. she she's pretty yeah, yeah. good on the mic already she's not very wooden uh she yep. lets the personality flow through and yeah so now she's sort of a main roster gal obviously debuted last week before yep. the rumble Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah we'll see what happens with her but good showing from from her especially coming yep. in at number yep. one yeah, and then um, Natty in at number two was in there for a very long time as yeah. well. I think she was, what, yeah. final f- My six? Goodness. She was in there for ages. Good on Natty, still going. Um, yeah, like... That was um, really impressive. She, she's a good worker, but she's always yeah. just, just there. Yeah, um, 
they haven't really pulled the trigger on any sort of prolonged dominance for with a title run with her or anything. Yeah, uh, she's had a few runs, but nothing major. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's just an ancillary character to you know, being Rousey's best mate. So yeah. she probably Training gets partner, a little bit more, yeah. more spotlight because of that. But yeah, she she stayed in. She was I think she ended up coming down to the final six or so. But she yeah she was in there for nearly fifty minutes, uh, which yeah, was which really was impressive. Good, really good. A um, couple of other people I want to mention, uh, mostly because there was surprise entrance, but Zia Lee, mm-hmm. uh, little Chinese badass with the kung fu stuff. Um, yeah, she was fantastic. Uh, really cool, and some of the kicks that she was throwing around there were pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Casey Catanzaro, um, I hope I'm saying that right. <laughs> She's a little mouth. Little, tiny, tiny little, little woman. thing that's this gymnast that's flying all over the place. Um yeah, that was really, really cool to see and how she climbed back into the ring doing the flips and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, uh, she's got a bright career ahead of her. Candice LeRae, obviously, Candice Wrestling, Johnny uh, Gargano's wife, um, also looking the goods, doing some cool stuff. And also from NXT UK, uh, Rhea Ripley. I think that's all the NXT gals. Oh, and Kyrie Zane as well. Oh, and Kyrie Zane and Io Shirai also in there. Sorry, yeah. I forgot about them. Um also, all of them looking really, really good. Um, and Rayo looking very dominant and strong yeah. for the young yeah. Adelaide girl who's 23. Yeah, she, she's got some good potential. Like, she is another one of these sort Ooh, of yeah. big, imposing women. She's got a good look. She's a badass, you know. She could yeah, be that yeah. stereotypical hired muscle when she first comes in with, you know, maybe like an Alexa Bliss. She comes in as Alexa Bliss's bodyguard. Yeah, and yeah. And the way in like that. But, um, and then kicks her head off. <laughs> yeah, but she she had yeah. a couple of good eliminations, um, and she was imposing in that ring. She was Ooh, really, yeah. really, really, really good. impressive. That's it, yeah. But, uh, yeah, overall, the end uh, result was at number 28, Lana was supposed to come out. Uh, couldn't put any weight on her legs. Uh, then Nia comes out at 29, I think just Last Lana something fierce and does a stomp on her legs to mm-hmm. make sure she's not getting in the ring. So Becky comes out and takes her spot uh, after pleading with Fit Finley for what seemed like forever to get, take the spot. Yeah, like, come on, Finley, just make a decision, mate. Just make the decision already. Uh, and coming down to the final four, it was actually Bailey, Charlotte, and Becky with Nia mm. in the final four, which was really cool. Um, and if I recall, actually. Besides Becky, those four were the WrestleMania match a few years back, wasn't it? Was it Nia, Bailey, Charlotte, and Sasha in I an elimination think you're right. match? I think you were right. Yeah, man. I think Bailey retained then. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, it was pretty cool little spots. Uh, obviously, all the ladies have a bit of history with each other, um, and for it to end with Becky coming back in, like almost being saying, "Oh no, you're too injured to continue," blah blah, and then Becky coming back in saying she could still fight, she could still fight. Yeah. And getting the win on Charlotte at the end. Um, really, really good moment. Great moment. Uh, Becky looked like she was almost in tears when it happened. Trying to stay in character, but I think those sort of moments, don't, they don't come around very often. So when it happens, you, I think it's a bit forgiven to be break, able to break character like that. Yeah, yeah. You could see the, you could see the emotions were running wild in the man. Uh, mm. It was really nice to see. And um, I was one for one on my Rumble predictions, which was nice. Uh, <laughs> I was happy to see that, but I was curious what was going on. But then the second you saw mm-hmm. Lana limping out, we both sort of looked at each other like, yep, here yep, comes Lynch after yeah. this, you wait. So uh, yeah. 
good booking, good to see uh, leading into a Mania match with Rousey is, is yeah, my gut feeling, well, which will be a barn burner. Well, that's that's kind of leads me back to what I was talking about with Raw earlier is would Becky be showing up on Raw today? Um, obviously, we're recording, so we can't find out at the moment. But mm. by the time this is over and the time you guys are watching or listening uh, to this episode, then, yeah, you'll, you'll definitely know if... Uh, Becky's going after Ronda, which we all suspect is what's going to happen at Mania. Mm. Um, the other thing coming up after Mania, Ronda's apparently taking three months off. Um, so she would have to drop the belt at Mania, and whoever she drops the belt uh, uh, to, they're going to get pushed to the moon. That's mm-hmm. that's a rocket up your ass if there were, if ever there was one. Yeah. Becky Lynch, the man, she, she's taken it out at, at mm. Mania. That's, that's what I'm feeling in my waters. That's it. All right. Moving on to the next one, uh, Brian and AJ. Wow, <laughs> this was a slow, slow-paced match. Plenty of good spots, yeah. but slow, slow-paced. Um, it was tough I for guess them to, too, like to be put in after such a high emotional high moment, moment yeah. with Lynch winning the Women's Royal Rumble. Like this is sort mm. of one of those death spots to put a match, and yeah. the crowd just could not care. Uh, these guys were working. Uh, they were, yeah. Moves. It took a while for it to build this match, um, yeah. but they're they're great in the ring together. They know each other mm. well. The chemistry was there, but it just felt off to me. Um, it felt flat, very flat. Mm. Ending was interesting. Like, what did you yeah. think? Like, old Eric Rowan rolls in. Haven't seen him in a while. Former Bludgeon brother, former Wyatt yeah. family member, rocking some sweet tattoo sleeves. Yeah, he's um, now. Um, part of the vegan society or whatever they're no doubt going to be talking yeah. about maybe today on Raw or tomorrow on Smackdown yeah, something on Smackdown yeah um, but yeah big hired muscle for, for Daniel Bryan mm. I don't know this and I, I mentioned it yesterday like we look at the matches like Kenny Omega and Okada or actually just any of those New Japan style matches and they do what they I guess they get referred to as sequences in the industry as well, but I refer to them myself as sequences where they'll do flip, kick, flip, kick, reversal, reversal, counter, Mm -hmm. into this move, pop up, into this move, blah, 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 and they're both men down for five seconds. Yep. Or whatever they need to do just to for the crowd to react and settle back down. Um, Whereas you watch the Brian-AJ match, it's like, big move, down for five seconds. Big move! Down for five seconds. So it's not like they're doing four different things all in a row. Yeah, it's not as frantic. The, the pacing just and the sequencing doesn't feel right. Mm. Um, so if you compare the two... And I think maybe that's a lot of the WWE style coming through. But yeah, you just it just makes it f- feel flat. Because it's just... Especially two guys like Brian and AJ that you know can go and can put on stellar performances and like match of the night potential performances as well yeah um match of the year performances they can do both of them Mm -hmm. they've got the potential to do it it's just it feels disappointing and i think that's why we poo-poo on them so much yeah and i like we expect more i like i've never been the biggest daniel bryan brian danielson mark Mm. out there anyway and and I i think a lot of the hysteria behind him and the fan support was because they felt he was never going to come back. So they're always like, we miss you. Come. And now he's back. It just seems yeah. like people don't sort of care so much anymore. They're like, oh, he's not the, the new hotness anymore. He's just 
this little dude that we cared about a while back and now he's here wrestling again. Like, he can still go, but... Yeah, well, to be honest, his first program after WrestleMania was against Big Cass. Yeah. Who's that was never going to get now. over. That was never going to get over. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the Rowan thing's interesting. I'm curious to see where they're going to go booking-wise with that. Um, I'm curious to see what they're doing with AJ. Obviously, he's had this war of words with Vince several times on SmackDown the last few weeks as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm cool to see where they're going with AJ. Maybe AJ versus Triple H at Mania. That'd be pretty cool. He's already versus Shane, so why not against Triple H? Mm, then next year can verse Stephanie. Yeah. That's <laughs> it. Well, the, hey, they're starting to do intergender stuff now, yeah. apparently. Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers alert for the end of the podcast. But uh, next match up, Brock Lesnar and Finn Balor. Um, surprisingly a good match. Yeah, they... Um... It's interesting. I can look at it. It was a decent match because they made mm. Brock work a little bit more. But yeah. I think the one thing that frustrates me is they gave sort of Finn more offense than they've given to a Strowman, to a Joe, to yeah. an AJ Styles almost. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and they made they made out like Brock is beatable, uh, yeah. which is something more than they've done in a few of these other matches too. Like mm. Brock stole the win on this. He was getting yeah. dominated just cop the coup de gras in the chest. Yeah, he's Counters copying that into a kicks Kimura. and drop kicks and everything. All like just catching him unaware, like mm. using. And I suppose when you're booking a small man against a big man, like you go back to some of those classic matches Rey Mysterio used to have as well. Like you book the small man to be the faster, more agile opponent who's in and out, and that's what yeah. they were doing with Finn. It was classic booking small man versus big man. As they say, and speed kills. Hey, and it was working. It was working, and it, it was believable the way they were selling it. Like, mm. the times when Brock got thrown into the announce uh, table as well, where he got the corner into the gut, you know, I kind of wish the announcers you know, referenced his past history of all his gut issues as well from an announcing point of view to help build the storyline story for the crowd at home. Yeah. Um, but overall, I think what they were given and the time they were given, they did a pretty fantastic job. And then for Brock to win with the Kimura at the end, uh, which we haven't seen him use a Kimura in ages, mm. uh, was really cool. Um, it was a lot better than the AJ Bryan match, I think. And um, yeah, it, it was. It, it made the Brock it made the Beast feel more human. Yeah. And I think when they did, and from a storytelling point of view, when they did the post-match beatdown with the suplexes and the F five. Um, that was to say, that was just like the exclamation point of like, mm-hmm. don't piss me off. You've pissed me off. Now I'm going to hurt you. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was funny. Like You earned my respect, but now I have to punish you for yeah. it. Both sort of thing. the Raw championship matches, the male mm. and the female, played out similar where it was yeah. the dominant champion looked like they could potentially get beat by the smaller, more agile opponent. And then they both yeah, yeah. stole a win. Um, you know, in the blink of an eye, they they sort of mm. had that same formula to them. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I liked at the end where yeah they went. Lesnar still is the the beast, and he comes in and and wrecks Finn and wrecks then walks shop, out. Yeah, yeah. But, but then it was after this match, or was it? It was after this match, or I can't remember if it was the after this match or after the Rumble mm. match, where they had this weird cutaway to the back and Brock and Paul Heyman are walking through production and he just tosses the championship belt at the people in production and then just keeps walking. Yeah, but that was for the WrestleMania 24 special afterwards. It wasn't the... Are you sure? 
Yeah, yeah, I, I, I went because I went back to look at it and see what it was about because I was trying to find more information on it. And apparently, it was after WrestleMania last year when him and Roman were getting virtually booed out of the stadium. Oh, um, okay. Because the way it was cut, it looked like it was at the end of this bloody current production. So I watched yeah, that. Like, what's that about? I think they were running a little bit over with the whole rumble and everything else because it felt like it was going on forever. Oh, it was. Um, <laughs> so, I, yeah, that's that's where that confusion's from. But, yeah, the... Um, I, th- I think with the the Brock stuff, it, it was really, really cool. And even going back to Ronda, you know, we were both sitting there waiting for Sasha to run back a Woozera. Mm-hmm. Like, we were really just waiting. It's like, wait for it, wait for it. And then the camera cut away. And, oh. Um, it was a perfect opportunity to do something like that, just to blindside her and smack her in the head. Mm-hmm. Um, start building up that four-horse women feud. Oh, which is coming. where we, we... It's coming. I'd say by Mania next year, we're probably going to see it. That'd be my guess. Yeah, I, th- I think that's pretty fair. Depending on how far along Maria Shafir and uh, Jessamyn Duke come along, uh, which, you know, they're very talented athletes. They've got all the potential in the world to be up the, on the main roster by that stage. Um, they've got to work their asses off to get there, though. Uh, so, yeah, it'd be really cool if they could pull it off by next year. Men's Rumble. Pretty fun Rumble. We starting start. with a, Starting with Elias... <laughs> Elias, one. and then old Double J, Jeff Jarrett. Double J coming out. Yeah, that was... Um, in some, like, dominatrix Those tights S&M were horrible. <laughs> oh, my God. And go back your goatee, Double J. Jesus mm. Christ. It looked like he'd started growing it back, but it hadn't come in fully yet, and it was looking really bad. And those tights, not a good look, mate. Not yeah. a good look. Um, yeah, it looked yeah. like he was like a went from a trance concert to some like kink room like yeah virtually <laughs> it was really bad yeah but it was cool and then, to see uh, like obviously inducted yeah. into the hall of fame last year um quick spoiler i was just reading the the sort of the opening bits of raw today and he's actually back on raw again today oh shit um, <laughs> okay that's, that's all i've read i haven't sort of read through the rest of the transcript here but yeah, yeah nice double j in the house yeah, it was pretty cool to see him show up and then cop the guitar across the back from Elias was pretty mm-hmm. fun. Uh, they're teasing a duet and then instead, yeah, Elias just whizzes him and knocks him down and then smashes him with a guitar. Yeah. Throws him over the top rope and that's the first elimination. Yeah. Um, so what would what What's your thoughts on, on entrance or surprise entrance for, for the match? Like, they didn't really do... Same with the women's match. They didn't go the nostalgia route or was all... Uh, main roster or NXT based performers yeah. that, were, that made the appearance, which which I think is great. Um, yeah, I think it's pretty good. Like they only had a couple, they only had two Hall of Famers really. So they had Double J, obviously, and then at number four was Kurt Angle. Yes, and he was out quick too. He was out really quick too, which was surprising. I'm guessing he's not in ring shape really. Mm. Um, but yeah, overall, like I think. Not having too many surprises, and the surprises being the NXT call-ups was pretty cool. Yeah, Johnny Gargano I like came that. in at, I think, about 11 or 10, something I like would that. have liked to have seen a couple of surprise returns. Um, maybe a Kevin Owens or Sami Zayn. I don't know w- what shape they are, but they're apparently very close to coming back. Bray Wyatt, even, which we mentioned earlier. Like, I'm just trying to think. I'm looking at the order. Like, Shinsuke was number three um, after doing the US title. And we both said, oh, shit, okay, they're putting the US mm. champ in the... He was just competing earlier. Okay. Um, 
two that I'm surprised weren't in it was basically uh, Dash Wilder and Akam. Because I figured, oh, well, that's why they split the tag teams up at the start of the show. Yeah. Nope, so that one of from the other two members can be in the Rumble. Mm. So that's that's how they split it up so they can get more people on the card. Um, guess not, obviously. No. But, like, looking at the list, like... I mean, Johnny Gargano at six was really cool. Uh, Pete Dunn was another really good one. And Alistair and then Black. Alistair Black being the other sort of surprise. But I think both you and I, we were a little bit let down at number 28 when Dolph came out. Yeah, like, we, we were sitting there going, who could this be? This could be when Kevin Owens rolls in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then is... the man who's, is he going to quit? Is he not going to quit? Oh, he's going yeah. Maybe he's going to quit soon. Like... Dolph comes yeah. in, and he eliminates my man, Drew McIntyre, who I was saying was going to win it all. That's um, it, yeah. Eliminates him, gets a little mini rumble moment, yet probably this week he's going to be back in catering, doing nothing again. Doing nothing, um, on yeah. Raw. So that was a strange decision. Uh, I liked that the three guys from NXT got a lot of time. All three yeah, of them were I liked for a while. All three of them got Black, showcased. He uh, eliminated Corbin. Mm. And... Um, Oh, shit. He actually eliminated Ambrose as well first. Yes, yeah. That was his first elimination, and then eliminated Corbin later. Ambrose wasn't um, in very long either. Oh, no, no. Corbin eliminated Black. Oh, Corbin took Black out. Yeah, yeah. I'm just sorry. I'm just reading. The, I've got the list up here now. Yeah, so Am- um, Ambrose wasn't in long. Um, someone mm, else nah, he was wasn't. even less was old Bobby Lashley, who was in oh, and yeah, out in about out two super seconds. super quick. And then put uh, old Rollins through the table. Yeah, as a little Give him a little swerve. bit of a breather um, to win. One thing for both Rumble spots as well, the whole hiding under the ring skit with, oh. with Melina Vega and then um, Kurt Hawkins. Vega did it and better. And then Titus went under there too. To ch- yeah, Titus going under there to chase Kurt Hawkins. I like that it, they did a call back to that whole Greatest Royal Rumble world slide thing where Titus runs down and then he stops. He's like, and then he's like, everyone's clapping for him mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff. I thought that was really, you know, it's a nice little callback spot. And then he looks down and sees Kurt Hawkins pop his head out from under the ring. Yeah, and then and he starts like, What's chasing going on him? here, and he rolls under there too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, that was really cool. Um, there's some cool spots in there with that sort of thing. Um, and Mustafa Ali had a really good showing. Like, what number did he come in at? It's 13, and he he was like out at number 23. Yeah. So pretty bloody cool showing for him for a young guy that's just come up to from 205 to SmackDown essentially. Um, yeah, he's getting yeah. a good rub. Ali. And he got he uh, put out Joe as well. Got some re- revenge on Joe. Yeah, so that feud's going to keep going. But mm. um, Ali actually got eliminated by um, the 29th um... competitor, Nia Jax. Oh, yes. Oh, no, uh, she 30, was actually number sorry. 30. She, she took out R-Truth, absolutely yeah. kicked the piss out of R-Truth. Nia Jax enters the Rumble, uh, the third. I think it's the third woman now to enter the Royal Rumble uh, behind China. Fourth. Or is it fourth? Fourth. So it's China, Beth Phoenix, Karma, then Nia. And Nia. Okay, so she's the fourth woman to enter the Rumble. Um, eliminates Mustafa Ali. Yeah. Uh, as I said, kicks the absolute piss out of R-Truth. And then it was it was this weird sort of segment almost that happened in the yeah. final foray where there's a female Everyone's the looking ring, at her and they're like, no one can knows we hit her? Do. <laughs> and then Ziggler went, Fuck this, and just super kicks her in the face. Super kicks her, yeah, that's it. So, and then the, after that, I was like, all right, we're all in this together. She cops a 619 and then an RKO, and then they all put her out of the ring. Yeah. Like, 
And then, yeah, with Ray's back turn, he gets RKO'd and thrown over the top rope as well. Um, yeah, I think that was a wasted spot as well. Mm. Like, I, again, like, nothing against Nia. It's just, like, you've got your women's rumble now. Yeah. You don't need to jump into the men's. Um, yeah, like, you, you just... And she had a strong showing in the women's today, rumble as well. Going on about, you know what, I'm... You know, I transcend sexes mm. in sport and I can fight men, I can fight women, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm the best. Da, 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 da. You know that's, that's happening fine, today. Man. But no one cares. Like, Yeah. She's... And it's also... and like Personally, it's, it's not for me. I'm not really a big fan of the whole intergender match stuff. Mm. Um, and that's just personal opinion. Like, I'm, Hey, if you guys want to have it, go for it. I'm not going to stop you. I'm not going to whinge about it or complain about it. But personally, sometimes I find it a bit cringy for me to watch. Yeah. Um, I just... It's maybe call it um, call me old fashioned whatever I really don't care, but at the end of the day I find it very difficult to watch because I don't like the idea of a bloke hitting a woman. 100%. Simple as that. And, and like yeah, you can you can. Sort I know of it's all scripted. Work a six one yeah. nine or an RKO, but she took that super kick right in the button. She like, took it like a fucking champ. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we even looked at each other and said, "Is this payback for breaking Becky's face?" I think, so. I think, I think Ross was like, "You know, let's let's get some back for Lynch." So yeah. So, um, but it ends with um, Rollins and obviously Strowman who came in under yeah, Cena, yeah. who was injured with the with a leg injury, so he sort of took his place. They were the final two. Yeah, Strowman still got five eliminations all up. Yeah, teased yeah. teased some close potential. Oh, he's going to get eliminated spots yeah, on yeah. the apron, and then a curb stomp on the apron took yeah, took that uh, was, Strowman out. That was a pretty cool curb stomp. It was a nice little little spot out of nowhere sort of thing that I liked. So, yeah, Seth Rollins winning it. Um, I think we'd be pretty wise to say, or pretty much spot on the money if we say, you know, Seth's going to challenge Brock. Mm. I mean, the, they probably well, talked the about it on Raw. Now it'll be like the Beast Slayer, you know? Yeah, that's it, Slayer of the Beast. Um, so uh, it'd be pretty much expected for him to go up against Brock, I'd say, at this point. But... Hey, stranger things have happened. Like, when was the last time we saw Rollins versus Brian? Mm. That would have been back before his neck injury and all that sort of stuff. So it was a long time ago. Uh, back when he was still in the Shield. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that was the last time you would have seen it. The original Shield run. Yeah, and obviously Rollins has taken the title from Brock before. Obviously through mm. the curb stomp in the yep. interference with the uh, Reigns the briefcase. Yeah, in the match a few years back, but. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't mind seeing that. Like, I don't think he needs the rub. Like, yeah. He's very over. He's a very, very, very over Seth Rollins these days. But but you, you'd yeah. be safe to say he'd be the top male talent yeah, on WWE at the moment? I think him and Styles are probably 1A, 1B. Yep. As far as sort of uh, pops go and just mm-hmm. in-ring ability and everything, I think they're very, very close. But Rollins is, I, I think he's... He's easy five, maybe ten years younger yeah. than AJ. Um, yeah, and even with um, if Roman was back in the pit picture, you know, the leukemia wasn't a thing. I'd I'd still say Rain, uh, Rollins would be overall the better performer. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. So, yeah, we've got uh, Seth Rollins potentially against Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, and yep. on the other end, Becky Lynch going against Ronda Rousey at well, WrestleMania. Becky versus Ronda, they they teased it so much for Survivor Series and that build-up moment and the blood face moment, everything that three Becky three sixteen moment they had up mm-hmm. leading into Survivor Series before the face breaking injury, you know, 
Um, it's what we all want. They'd be crazy not to give us that match. Mm. Um, as for the Brock Rollins match, I mean, shit, yeah, we had a Brock... Was Brock Rollins Cena triple threat? At a rumble of several years back before he cashed in the briefcase? Yeah. But then we never really got the Rollins versus Brock rematch. They started to have it, and then Taker interfered. Yeah. I think it was. Yeah. And that so. was started off the Taker-Brock feud 2.0. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. I I, <clears throat> I hoped McIntyre was going to win. Like, he's, he's yep. the total package, and he that rub could further elevate him. Like, he's legit in the eyes of fans, but him yeah, taking yeah. out Lesnar, because he's a big hoss as oh, well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah just Claymore kick Lesnar's face off and take the belt but God when he came in the ring he Claymore like four people in a row Mm -hmm. it was fucking insane yeah so we've got to wait more for the anointment of uh, Drew McIntyre but yep overall I think the pay for you pretty good yeah I'd say you know solid B plus sort of effort yeah yeah I'm with you I'm with you about Um, about a six and a half seven out of ten yeah Men's, maybe we could have had a few more surprises in the men's rumble, but the women's rumble, I think, was a really good showcase of the talent depth that they have at the moment, that they yeah. have that many women to fill a full rumble now. Mm-hmm. Compared to last year where they had all the veterans coming back, they didn't have that many surprise call-ups. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think it's really cool to see how far the women's rumble has come in 12 months. The men's, like I said, a couple more surprises would have been nice in terms of... Not so much current yeah, acts or NXT talent. Maybe, back, damn it. maybe someone returning from injury or something like that. We That sort of surprise. I don't think we've had that sort of surprise in a men's rumble for a while. No. Last one I really remember is AJ's debut. Yeah. yeah that I can't think of too. another one. Yeah. But anyway, guys, I think we'll wrap up the show there. Um, next show is going to be Extreme Rules. You got any predictions of who, what Extreme... Not Extreme Rules. Extre- uh, elimination elimination chamber. chamber. What chamber matches are we going to have? Because we've got two men's well, championships, two women's championships these days. I reckon we'll get a SmackDown men's elimination and a Raw women's elimination. Interesting. Just as yeah, a I guess. I see that. Just as a guess. Um, but who the hell knows? We'll probably be yeah. hearing a lot more about it right now live on Raw but, uh, live on Raw yeah so we'll finish this up and then uh, we'll go find out we'll go, oh well that's what's happening mm. <laughs> so yeah but um, ah, pretty cool um, anyway thanks everyone for listening be sure to rate and subscribe on your favourite podcast platform of choice and if you could leave us a review that would be awesome sneaky five stars if you don't mind it'd be freaking sweet not ten uh, also, five <laughs> five that's it <laughs> Ty Dillinger has not returned yet. Uh, be sure to check out the 8-Bit Network under the hashtag 8-Bit Collective. Uh, you can check out Brendan on the Hungry Gamers. Is there mm-hmm. anything else you got coming up, mate? Uh, we got some pretty exciting things happening on February mm-hmm. 14th, which is uh, what we're calling 8-Bit Day. So be sure to check it all out on the social medias. Keep it locked it. on Twitter, on Facebook, on the Instagram. Because some big changes, some new announcements, mm-hmm. new content, things like that. It's it's pretty exciting transitioning into sort of 8-bit phase 3, as we're calling it. So, uh, yeah. yeah, get hyped. Yeah, it'll be pretty cool when we when it rolls out. I'm actually mm-hmm. looking forward to the video coming out because just 
because I know what I recorded for it. So some of your best work, mate. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So yeah, check it out. Be keep it locked to at we are eight bit for all the eight bit news. Uh, check out that hashtag eight bit collective and keep an eye out for Valentine's Day news mm-hmm. coming out. Don't go to the movies. Don't go out to dinner with your loved ones. Keep it locked to the eight bit channel because we've got some news coming out for you. Oh yeah. But also, don't forget to follow us on the Twitter at eight bit mania. It's up there. If you're looking on the video, it's somewhere on the screen. I can't tell where it is because I haven't actually got the video up on front of me. But don't forget to follow us. Follow me at the Spawny13. Follow Brendan at Brendan8bit, wherever his screen is, down below him. And you and yeah, until next time guys. Peace, love and hugs. Much love. Stay hungry. Ooh.